0: Totally not live, from our remote homestead, this is the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast.
1: On today's episode, the amount of repossessed solar panels that are on the market right now for a 100 bucks a panel. It's incredible. Just look for the like, You'd still need to go to town. You still need to buy groceries. Maybe you still need to go to work at an office and not smell like wood smoke and look like you just rolled out of yes, a tent. Yes. Oh. If it's only the two of you, maybe you don't mind
0: pooping in a bucket. Yeah. It's it's really not a big deal. When no judgment. When all the kids have filled the bucket, back to the bucket. It's always back to the bucket. <laughs> that's my line. Dare. Can you tell that's my line? It's my line too, babe. It really is. I,
1: If you've spent your whole life surrounded by modern conveniences, never having to think about where your electricity or water came from, if you've never had to give a second thought about being able to run any and all appliances you wanted to whenever you wanted to use them, if you're used to flicking a switch for heating and cooling and have spent the majority of your life right around 70 degrees, making that leap to off-grid living can seem pretty daunting.
0: And it is daunting. We want to help people Figure out how to do it as smoothly and comfortably as possible. Nobody wants to poop in a bucket for the rest of their lives. Well, maybe you do. I don't know what you're into. I don't know what everybody (laughs) likes. But I don't. I have pooped in a bucket. Hundreds and hundreds of times. My children have pooped in a bucket. (laughs) Stop. Sorry. It's the truth, though. Because dad, the bucket needs dumped, is like at the end of a day of logging... (laughs) is the most soul-crushing phrase you can hear but that bucket needs dumped and that's like a really big thing and you're gonna do it because mom can't lift the bucket mom can't lift the bucket (laughs) so who else is gonna lift the bucket and it's not like it's a bucket of solid poop it's a bucket of poop and shavings there's a whole process it doesn't stink it doesn't stink it's actually a really neat thing however there are better options
1: it's not the way you want to spend your life hauling water emptying poop buckets and living by candlelight we know that you have bigger life goals than that.
0: Well we all do it's romantic and yes I mean it was romantic at first that stuff wears off pretty quickly but the beauty of human ingenuity is all the things that we've learned as humans and in society these can be applied to off-grid life. It's all about
1: having a reasonable plan getting your priorities straight and then acting on that plan in as swift a manner as possible to reduce the amount of time you're basically camping. A quick shout out to our first sponsor today, Thrive Life Freeze-Dried Foods. They sell non-GMO, American-made, high-quality freeze-dried food for the deepest layer of your food preps, lasting up to 25 years in your pantry. Use the referral code on our friends and affiliates page for a 15% discount on your first order. We've used Thrive Life for more than a decade, and the quality is really unmatched. Visit offgridprepfamily.com forward slash friends. Reducing your consumption and reliance on grid-tied gadgets is the first step. For most of us, recreating a grid-tied lifestyle with solar panels and batteries is completely unrealistic. It's possible, of course.
0: I mean, anything is possible if you throw enough money at it. <laughs> I've, I've seen systems that people have spent hundreds of thousands and I'd say the biggest mistake is chasing brands there is an incredible amount of technology out there that's not necessarily the cheapest but often is and and it's about sourcing your own parts so that you can find the you can find things that actually meet your needs um, I've seen so many systems that it's just the the amount of... Let's say the inverter goes in, and it's a five thousand watt inverter. But when you're living off grid, you rarely need more than fifteen hundred watts at any given time. That's yeah.
1: And increasing your system's capacity over time is always an option. It is. But yeah. are you immediately going to throw one hundred and fifty or two hundred grand or more into your system? I mean, probably, probably not. not. <laughs> if
0: you've got that kind of, I mean, unless you're talking about building a bunker, which I mean, yeah. We could show people how to do I would that. love to build a bunker. <laughs> However, if, if it's most people who want to get off the grid, as we did, and we've lived off the grid in a number of places, you want to spend the least amount of money possible while t- still trying to maintain a good level of quality. And if you can avoid financing, fantastic. Yeah, no
1: financing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... The best
1: deals can be found on repossessed solar panels.
0: Actually, yeah, we just recently did that. I yeah. didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that... Well, when was the last time we made payment? Okay. We, we don't have a mortgage. We don't have any loans. It's been hard work. Yeah. And there's been a lot of sacrifices. Yeah. But, but
1: yeah. the amount of repossessed solar panels that are on the market right now for 100 bucks a panel... It's incredible. Just look for those because there are people making bad decisions with money they don't have, and you might as well take advantage of it.
0: You know what? It's not... Yes, but it's not even poor decisions. Like I, I had a friend who, uh, well, an acquaintance of mine, and he told me, you know, these these people they get these repossessed solar panels. Um, they had some because uh, the family put it in, and they were doing a grid-tied thing. So this is a
1: totally yeah. different market. Grid-tied
0: is not the same as off-grid. The grid-tied sell, from what I've seen, is. You know, you're, you're developing a plan. It's like trying to sell a utility. So there's a whole bunch of numbers. There's graphs and charts of what... When you're off-grid, you just, you just want some bloody power. That's it. You don't yeah. care. I want no bills. Yeah. So we think the wisest course of action, if you have the luxury of currently being on grid-tied utilities, is to start the diet now. Totally. <clears throat> there are so many things to get used to when you're moving to your off-grid property or even acclimating to an off-grid lifestyle whether you're buying empty land or converting a property You're going to be busy, tired, mentally and physically fatigued. Oh, tell me about it. In ways you have never imagined. You're going to grow new muscles. I didn't know that was a thing.
1: Your suits don't fit anymore. And it's not because you gained weight.
0: No, my pants fit. (laughs) Well, they didn't for a while. There's a bit of a phase where you overindulge. I eat a lot of spaghetti. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, once you get acclimated and you kind of get into a new routine, it's a completely di- different way of existing.
1: Yeah. So if you've never cooked any meals from scratch and you're used to relying on delivery and takeout multiple times a week, which I totally was at one point, if you just love to pop something in the microwave when you haven't thought ahead and meal plan, you're just going to be adding more stress onto an already stressful situation. If you could even just come up with seven go-to breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that fit within the conveniences that you plan to have available, you're going to be so much better off. If everything is going to have to be cooked in your RV or on a grill, you need to figure that out now. Learn how to cook with cast iron and how to care for it properly, or you're going to be like really
0: frustrated. There's a learning curve. Yeah. There is. And I mean learning that's an interesting point just learning how cast iron works and which pans to buy that's a whole separate episode you can but see
1: our store well for the ones
0: that we in use short, this is this is how in-depth this stuff gets and how we're hoping to kind of break things down just
1: make it easier it if, is, well, if we've suffered
0: yeah. you don't have to well just the one thing the cast iron pans right like we have one pan it's a uh, lacrosse it's we amazing we, inherited it from a great aunt some weird we've had he, it
1: for 10 12 10 years. years it's amazing
0: can't however, kill it ever they cost hundreds of dollars say, and they're worth it mm-hmm. however you're gonna give it to your grandkids we have this is the part this is what we're trying to to convey here the root of what we're talking about you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars we have two large cast iron pans that we bought on amazon we season ca.
1: them properly we season them
0: well we take care of them They haven't warped. They've been on our crazy old wood stove. uh, Yeah, and they're amazing. Both the cook stove
1: and the real wood stove. They'll take anything.
0: They keep up. These pans. What I'm getting at is these pans that were a whole digit less. Like they were, I think, eighty nine dollars on Amazon. It might have been fifty nine. They're just as good. Yeah. And that's kind of the essence of but what we for. But we also
1: for. bought a lot of really terrible ones that eventually
0: oh, I think yeah. ended up in a garage sale took, or the garbage. It took so much digging to actually find, like the lodge pans are good, but I can't remember. We tried a couple of the yeah. brands and they were awful.
1: Some of them you get, some of them are good, some of them aren't. Yeah. So if you have no idea how to style your hair without a half an hour of Dyson Airwrap blow drying and you know your initial mm. weeks or months, at your off-grid property aren't going to allow for that. You need to start living without those luxuries now and figure it out while the rest of your life is still comfortable and familiar.
0: I was just, sorry, I was just getting a tone of urgency in your voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs>
0: not, do it now. <laughs> it's not un, unfounded. Like You
1: still need to go to town. You still need to buy groceries. Maybe you still need to go to work at an office and not smell like wood smoke and look like you just rolled out of yes, a tent. Yes,
0: yes, oh my God. So
1: you need to figure out that stuff now.
0: That whole mountain man thing. It's what, not what a good that, look. What was that book that our son found... Uh, Those people who live in the mountains, remember? It was like fur trappers, it was like a whole culture.
1: Uh, the Appalachian oh you're talking about like the Foxfire books yes, yes. we yes. love
0: the Foxfire books However, just do a quick you don't yeah. want to live like the Foxfire books no you can and it's beautiful and there's a beauty in it
1: yeah but, but some of us still want you, Amazon and we still want to be able to go to the playground and occasionally go to the grocery store and you, not look like eyebrow raising crazy people when
0: you grow you can have like the, the most amount of good in your heart and a smile on your face and when you walk out To meet that delivery driver with a full beard (laughs) and like the trashiest clothes because they're your comfortable clothes, yeah. There's probably a whole system as to which t shirt you know, yeah. And you were logging that day, but he doesn't
1: know that, he just knows that you look
0: terrifying. He doesn't
1: care, he thinks you're gonna murder him,
0: yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing, it's you have to, it's it's a process of acclimation.
1: And maybe one day your kids want to like meet somebody and they don't want to look like crazy mountain men, so basically. Anything in your current life that creates heat, like the Instant Pot, toaster oven, the microwave, the water heater, oven, coffee maker, your electric dryer, slow cooker, even things like heat lamps for your chicks. You need a plan that will allow you to eliminate or replace every one of those items. Sometimes it's switching to propane or just buying a sufficiently large laundry line, but you need a plan and you need to practice using that new system so that it becomes comfortable and second nature. Some items you may only have to give up for a short period of time. Like now we have a dishwasher and an electric coffee maker, but two it's
0: de- a- Two deep freezes. We had to get a second yeah, freeze. Yeah, yeah.
1: But like our coffee maker, it's a particular model that I really researched that's more suited to off-grid living. Uh, that's episode 10, if you want to find out about off-grid appliances. But at first we needed an alternative way to make coffee because obviously with seven kids we were not going to do without coffee. Um, we can also use the Instant Pot, the air conditioner, the electric water heater, even an electric dryer when the sun's shining.
0: And the, the reason we can do this is when we started our off-grid system, we cobbled together components. We, we spent the money we had on building an actual house And it takes so much more than you think, especially now what we were, what we were able to do over time, like several years we're talking about here is eventually we were able to upgrade our battery pack and our system. And that was with diligent research and learning about products. And and I had done this before, but even with my previous experience, experience, when we were trying to stick to a decent budget, I had to throw it all out the window. So it became a research project and eventually we found the right system and yes now we can run we can run virtually anything for an extended period of time
1: yeah let's take 1 second to thank our second sponsor of the day EMP shield it can protect any device you plug into it from a EMP a CME or a lightning strike you can get a unit for your car generator or your whole home and if you use code OGPF to, you can get $50 off any unit if you want the link go visit our friends and affiliates page at offgridprepfamilycom forward slash friends there are also things that you could just plan to run the generator for a short period of time if that doesn't bother you I personally despise the sound of generators so we try to only run ours for like an hour every couple of weeks just for like maintenance but that is always an option Um, Anyways, reducing your consumption first makes the whole transition so much easier. Remember, you can always add to your renewable energy system, adding like six panels every year or another bank of batteries or a wind generator, like that's easy.
0: It is. It is. Trying to get the whole thing done at once, trying to plan for five or ten years down the road, it's nearly impossible to do it efficiently. And affordably. technology um, technology's changing. It's still the panels are still getting better.
1: Everything's getting cheaper.
0: It is. The batteries are getting better, the like everything's getting more expensive. And it would
1: take away the magic of one day being able <laughs> to run your instant <laughs> pot. Day. Which is amazing when it finally I, happens. It
0: is, I will absolutely it's magical. Yeah, it is incredible. That one day when you can run the electric coffee maker. And the, the two
1: giant freezers. And, oh. Well,
0: and there's no grounds. It feels right? so good. Like when you have to boil that coffee cowboy style, <laughs> it's good. It's very strong. There's a process you got to avoid the grounds. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, to be able to run that, just push the button. Yeah. It really is. It adds really a
1: little magical. spark of magic back to modern life.
0: So after you've learned to reduce consumption, um, the second thing that we recommend is to try it out for a week or two. Even longer if possible. Camping for the weekend without any modern conveniences is very different Oh yeah, than camping for weeks on end.
1: Uh, for me, uh, it's when it's time to start showering and doing laundry that things really take a turn. Suddenly, it's less fun. You're no longer camping. You're figuring out showers for nine people or however many kids you have. La- laundry on a large scale and the novelty starts wearing off
0: we seriously recommend trying to create the living conditions you anticipate when you first leave civilization as closely as possible if that's going to be a tiny house off the grid find one on airbnb and rent it for a week or two a weird cabin in the woods Mm -hmm. if it's going to be an rv or a canvas wall tent which we've also lived in uh, with no services find someone with land in a similar climate and do your best to try it out Mm -hmm whatever conditions you're anticipating, uh, find a way to recreate them as closely as possible. It's no different than any other research project.
1: Yeah, it's pretty easy to lean on convenience foods when you're camping, hot dogs, bagged salads and a fruit tray that you prepared at home, convenience items that we might not want to be feeding our families on a regular basis. How are you gonna cook like wholesome, healthy, budget conscious meals for your family without the modern gadgets and appliances that you've become accustomed to?
0: <laughs> cook- cooking over an open wood fire <laughs> looks romantic on Instagram. It is not so <laughs> bug it's awful. It I mean it's it's it, nice it, once you get yeah. used to it anyway.
1: There is a skill involved. Even cooking on our top of the line wood cook stove took a long time to master and every stove is different you need to learn your stove learn your chimney your wood source if a wood cook stove is your plan for preparing like the majority of your family's meals purchasing it ahead of time and giving yourself even a few months to master the art of it would be a huge gift to give yourself and your family
0: so maybe your plan is to live in a trailer or an rv until you've built a home on your land Learning the quirks and tricks of your RV stove Mm -hmm. and RV refrigerator ahead of time. I mean, that'll save you a lot of headache and burnt or late meals (laughs) while you're already busy and exhausted from clearing land, pounding fence posts, and digging footings.
1: Refrigeration is also a big factor (laughs) if you're used to having a fridge or two and a big deep freeze. If at all possible, we would recommend trying to accommodate at least a small apartment-sized deep freeze. The newer models don't really use that much power, and it'll play a big role in minimizing the number of trips to the grocery store.
0: Yeah, living out of a cooler or a <laughs> tiny 12-volt fridge yeah, is cute uh, for a few days. <laughs> I mean...
1: Yeah. But let me tell you, it's not that super fun um, for a very long time. Experiencing these things in a temporary way before your U-Haul is packed is the best way to figure out how these things will feel in a long-term situation while you still have time to come up with a smart solution.
0: Yeah, other things to consider when you're doing your off-grid trial, are things like um, hot water, Uh, the toilet is a big one we've talked we've talked about that Uh, (laughs) we'll talk about that again yeah Uh, heating and cooling obviously Mm -hmm. huge and even just square footage yeah like when you're out when you've picked your spot unless you have picked like the most insanely expensive beachfront land in the highest value real estate area you're probably gonna have bugs and the immediate problem is square footage because you're all going to be inside way more Especially than Especially you your kids and yeah. like little kids. Yeah. It's just you unlivable. You can't live with bug spray and nets. Like you need a house to yeah. house, house yourselves in the bad season
1: and and like as far as running water goes we've even lived in warmer climates where the lack of running hot water was not a big issue Mm, at all yeah and we probably wouldn't have even used it if we had it but if you live north of like los angeles i'm gonna guess that you like to have access to warm showers or warm baths at least every once in a while yeah and if you don't, your wife or kids probably
0: do. Yeah, when 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 she says warmer climates, we're, we're talking like, about our experience like in Central Post, America, Costa Rica, like yeah. Nicaragua. If you if you don't if you live anywhere in North America, you need hot water. Yeah, just and too.
1: heating up water on the wood stove, like Paw in Little House on the Prairie, it gets really old really fast. Oh my
0: god, it's ridiculous. Um, obviously, it's possible. Lots yeah. of people do it. But knowing whether you're willing to do it for the length of time you might be waiting for a reasonably finished home, that's the big question to answer. If not, there are lots of solutions to hot running water for off-grid folks. It's nice to be able to make that decision and then find a solution that works for you before you're shivering (laughs) in all the stock water tank. That's another story. anyway. (laughs) So step three... um, is to agree on your comfort level and priorities.
1: Yeah. Uh, We all have different levels of discomfort that we're willing to endure. And there's a good chance that the things that rub you the wrong way might not bother your spouse. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. living in a very tight space might drive some people nuts while others don't mind at all.
0: No. I mean, the, the land that we bought, that we currently live on, came with a small cottage on it when i say small i mean small it was uh, it's an a frame
1: it's 418 square feet
0: maybe to the tips like yeah. an a frame has no walls so you would be shocked at how much square footage you lose it's hard A-frame. to
1: fit a family of 9 in 420 square feet so
0: we were a family of 7
1: back then back yes.
0: then when we <laughs>
1: we like to have a baby every year or two
0: <laughs> so <laughs> that's just start 7 goal. people <laughs> Seven people in a 400-square-foot, really closer to 300-square-foot A-frame with a loft. It was extremely challenging.
1: Yeah, but some people, Mm -hmm. that might not bother at all. Yeah. So, I feel like after you do your trial, you need to do a super thorough debrief with your spouse and your kids. And you need to figure out what things they think were okay and what things were deal-breakers. Like... I don't know.
0: Did they mind? I mean, do they mind going outside of the yeah. outhouse in the middle of the night? Yeah. Um, the outhouse it's a whole separate podcast. Um, but what will be? What will that be like? Like yeah. really in January? Two feet of snow, four feet of snow on the ground here mm-hmm. where we are. What solutions can you come up with ahead of time to sand down the rough edges and make those make those tough spots easier?
1: Yeah. Um, maybe there's some things that you're willing to put up with, but you would rather make easier sooner rather than later, um, this is where you're going to start getting into the conversations that you're basically going to have every day for the rest of your off-grid life.
0: And, and, I mean, what we're doing here is providing what we think is a necessary service for a lot of people, and I think a lot more people are going to want to do this for various reasons, is is get off the grid and and figure this life out. And it's not... We want to try and help people do this... uh, as easily as as possible
1: yeah it shouldn't be the end of your marriage but you
0: have to be realistic yeah reality can be a really harsh thing yeah i mean what are you doing to what are you doing today what's the priority what project would make the biggest life improvement where's the smartest place to spend your money and time it it can vary wildly on on who you are as a couple or family uh, and where you live
1: yeah, if it's only the two of you, maybe you don't mind pooping in a bucket.
0: Yeah, it's it's really not a big deal when no all the kids have filled the bucket, back to the bucket. It's always back to the bucket. <laughs> that's my line. Dare, Can you tell that's my line? It's my line too, babe. It really <laughs> is. Um I mean, think about how much time you're you're willing to spend hauling water. Yeah. Right, like That's, that's not a
1: good use of anyone's time, and time is your most valuable asset. Yeah. Uh, Like, that's time and energy. You could be doing something productive. Yeah. All because you don't have a $30 pump and a roll of PEX.
0: Our water system... We've tried the jet pump. Our water system literally is just PEX and a... I think it was maybe a $70 pump that we ended up with. We have two now. Thanks, Biden. But, But we... Wrong country. Anyway, we have... Uh, a small little diaphragm pump it's a little like rumbly like you can hear in the water lines but it uses like a fraction of the water that uh, a standard jet pump that you'd get from a well drilling pump operation like i mean a tenth of the power this is one of the many things we learned and that was something the amount of time i spent trying to fix this pump system and make it work properly this is just one small snapshot So there are tons of things like that that look super romantic, but frankly aren't smart ways to spend your life, you know, to spend your time on if you're also trying to accomplish a job in any way and don't have access to, you know, like slave labor.
1: Yeah. Those should be your first priorities when you're setting up your off-grid homestead so that you can spend the time you won doing something that drives you forward instead of just like surviving.
0: They, and they're going to be different for everyone. We have a lot of kids, so getting a washing machine in was a big priority yeah, for you're us. Yeah, the,
1: you're the laundry guy. I don't do laundry. <laughs> be jealous, I'm the laundry ladies. guy.
0: One day, and, and things change, too. One day, Mommy decided, I just don't like laundry. I'm just and not
1: going to do no. any more laundry. And
0: that was fine. And I do it, and the boys do it. and
1: I have the babies. You do the laundry. That's the deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. It is, for sure. And, I mean, this is there's a myriad of things like that. It's, like this that you're going to have to discuss to figure out you know how things work and it's going to change in ways that it cha- I, I can't it's always evolving
1: but you at least need to talk about it ahead of time you do or it gets really stressful you really have quickly. to prepare yeah
0: i just looked at the time we're gonna have to continue this mm-hmm. in episode two um i'm afraid we have to wrap things up but we'll be continuing in the uh, private server Thank you to our Patreon family for helping us get this show out. Mm-hmm. Check out patriot.com slash prep family if you want to show your love to the show. Um, Patreons also enjoy exclusive merch. Really cute out. merch. Yeah, really. it's You put a lot of work into yeah. it. Um, printables, ebooks, all that fun stuff. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and submit questions for future shows mm-hmm. and see what we're doing around the homestead. We'd like to leave you with the quote of the day which is from uh, Ben Franklin. When the well is dry, that is when you know the worth of water. And um, it's funny, I was just working on the water system today. (laughs) I I couldn't think of a more apt quote, really. Bye everybody. Bye.